Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host, Dil Kirchi, and I'm joined by Ollie Brady. Hello, A.A. Dil. <laughs> uh, we're on minute 84. That's runtime 123.00 to 123.59. Our minute starts with uh, the, f- the tail end of the lingering shot on Lionel in the courtroom, having just said Miles. Um, and then we cut to... Um, there's a shrug. Uh, we, we've got a great scene shot of Andy out of focus and Miles in focus in that long shot in the courtroom and a shrug and a raise of a hand getting into too much of the details. And then uh, we hear Helen's voice saying, This was March. Right after the verdict, Miles suddenly found the napkin written in his handwriting and did all those interviews about it. A bald face fabrication. A damn lie. We see like a Wired magazine or a Forbes magazine article of him holding up the napkin in his Steve Jobs outfit. Um, and we get Benoit saying, a bald face fabrication. Uh, and Helen's response, a damn lie. And it worked. And then we cut, and in that time we've cut to Andy jogging her feet while with a glass of wine in front of her, staring forward. And then in a sort of fit of anger, sort of trashes, um her house knocks over her bookshelf and sees the book innovator's dilemma and pops it open and there's a napkin she puts in a red envelope and then sends an email with a subject line found it and then we go back to the conversation and benoit says oh. every one of the disruptors purged themselves to just and that's our minute Nice. The beauty of these minute by again, minutes. there's so much happening that I want to get into detail. Sorry, what was that? I was just saying it's the beauty of these minute by minutes that you stop mid-word. Yeah, Strong. I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. We started our first minute. I think was happened, but it was happen mm-hmm. and ha- then end. Um, yeah, uh, it's really nice when you know the word still, like destroy. But you like destroy her <laughs> reputation. Her, I wonder what it'll be. We'll find out tomorrow. Uh, again, uh, what what are your thoughts on this minute? Um, I I like it. I like that it's very subtly done. Um, the, as you mentioned it yourself, is we get like a little background shot. We mentioned him in the the previous one that when you have the um, the side on show, the profile shot of Andy in the courtroom, you can see Miles in the background, and he's just doing a little mm, little hand motion of. Looks like they're all agreeing with me here, Andy. And then it cuts straight to $10 billion case settled or whatever. Yeah. And it's a napkin. And he's found it. You know, he's conveniently yeah. found it. Yeah. Post-court case. So cannot be analyzed, right? Mm-hmm. As part um, but of the what court I, case. What I liked about that shot in the shrug, which I like clearly wanted to talk about in the in the description, is um, we swap focus, right? So now Andy's out of focus and Miles is in focus despite being far out, far back depth-wise. Um, but our friend, the, um, the Andy's counsel yeah. is no longer writing on the bottom of the page because his arm would then be in the way. And so he's just <laughs> like kind of slouching, spaced out, half out of focus. Right. Yeah. And he's just staring forward and Andy's like looking at miles. So we don't have to, even though she's out of focus, we know she's like staring at him. And that's when we, so much of miles is in focus and we've got his body and profile. He's, he's literally on the edge of his seat. Yeah, he's like a full like half the seat isn't being used, and his 
legs are tucked under him, so he's so that means most of his weight. Like he's leaning so far forward that his weight is on his arms because yeah. his feet are off. He's barely on the seat. His feet are off the ground. He's on the edge of his seat because he knows. Yeah, he's, he's literally on the edge the of his seat like, for this yeah. court. Yeah, and he. So we know he, this is him being like. So him being excited, I'm going to win, is what his posture is saying. But he's trying to stay calm. His back is kind of curled because he's leaning forward, but his head is awkwardly up, uh, and he does this like gesture, like oh, you win some, you lose some, as if his body isn't screaming, "I'm one." <laughs> um, and it's like, like such a again one of those moments where it's like so much is being done with not only the actors putting the detail work in but the the director and the cinematographer um making it so those details are pop right like the cinematography in that one shot is like a, a, as a sort of reverse focus of the previous shots just shows you so much about what's going on and uh, Miles's head at that moment, even as he's just kind of subtly doing a mo- hand motion. Yeah, it's really good. And then it cuts back to her not to move on too far, but mm-hmm. uh, literally we're going to go one second into the yeah. future. So if you go to your 10 second mark there, um, Adil, uh, mm-hmm. we see Edward Norton, Miles holding up the thing. Have you yeah. noticed his hair? It's back to Lego. It's back, back to Lego hair, and so he's gone back to the hair of the thing. So that new funkier haircut, the open haircut, was specifically for that court case. And now he's back to looking like CEO investor. He's got the black top on, and he's holding up the thing. So because that is his go-to look for. I am an inventor. Look what I did. Look, I'm the uh, head of a tech company. And I just think things like that are just really subtly done, but just really well done. Yeah. Um, interesting. So it's, uh, oh, I can't quite read the byline. So oh, with no. James Baxter on the, it is Forbes. It's a the billionaire napkin. How Miles Brown built an empire. James Baxter, Baxter Ford staff, and the. <laughs> this is a really lovely touch, but the like section heading is billionaires. Yeah. And then Mac, James Baxter runs and it says, I cover the most successful, successful entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in, the, in world. the world. That's the byline. Like so th- <laughs> they've, they've fabricated a Forbes guy who just deals with, mm, can't say that word. Um, guys like Miles Braun for a living. <laughs> um, uh, uh, tweet us, um, maybe DM us what you think I was going to say. Um, maybe tweet me. Uh, don't, don't, Sully, the podcast at <laughs> Glass Onion Men. Um, but yeah, and I like that it's the first carbon neutral sugar something plant uses plant waste for something. Yeah, I'm like, there's it's just all this refining lovely... plant that it's meant to be oh, used. It, and then yeah. the one above is Korean company. But if you uh, take a look at the picture of the robot in its thinking pose, yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, Korean company Huel should the world's most advanced. AI, I'm assuming, is what's going to go in yeah. there. The, it's there's nothing advanced sciency on that board. It it looks advanced. Well, I mean, it, there's a cube, and, the, the, and, but and that's the, that's what I'm getting. A, I just a three proposition Venn diagram. It's one of those things where um where uh, physics teachers and and physicists in general will look and they go they put some of the most basic looking stuff up on a board and then have genius level intellects looking at it going like hmm interesting oh, whereas yeah. even some like i've been out of industry in for 15 years i'm an educator now more than i am a physicist really and i even i would look at that and go 
yeah, we got just, just some simple set notation up on the board. It just looks complicated if you haven't done it in a long time. So yeah. it's just one of my favorite types of things that show up in movies. Is Oh, I mean, I, I teach logic for a living. Mm. Uh, and so the advanced stuff is like, you know, abstract maths, right? And set theory being the cornerstone or it being the cornerstone of it. There's a... a lovely bit of philosophy of maths happening right now in my head um because i don't <laughs> want someone to get mad at me but the odds of them doing that by listening to this podcast are very low but some people believe the foundation of maths is logic and some people think the foundation of logic is maths and so whether the set theory is built on logic or where the logic is sort of a masked set theory in a certain sense is, is an open question anyway well, well i can tell you for somebody who who has who did a degree in math we were taught that it was based in logic so we like we were taught that that all mm. math is is based on logic and it was a way of trying to uh predict logic and predict the most logical outcome to anything that's that's what math was used to do so that you didn't have to think your way through it you could math your way through it as we always yeah. say like so i really like how andy has been the last time we saw her sitting up straight was when she was telling miles no so we cut to her and she's like sunk into her couch she's got a bottle of wine uh sort of it looks probably like she's had maybe half of what she poured just because it's a big i can't remember the name of the glass i was never good at these things but you don't fill it that much but there's a bit gone right and she's on her tablet and i love this she's wearing open-toed sandals or slippers and i love this jogging of her foot and her toes like this like impatient like tapping yeah yeah and it's like uh and her face just getting a little tighter like as in she's like a bit of clenching other than that she's not moving at all uh oh and and like um steve edlin and ryan johnson seem to like like the dynamic slow pull-ins or pull-outs like that's throughout the whole movie uh i picked up on they like the very they like dynamic shots they just don't like them being too dynamic feeling and, and and this is like a we are flat in her it's a super symmetric shot if you look at the drapes and the windows behind her and her head being right in the middle of this robber the really fun cartoonish it's a great piece or, of art i really like that i'm going to have to look into i more I look at it, the more I want to stop talking about whatever the heck I was saying and just appreciate it. But yeah, so it's an robber, so it's a snake eating his own tail. Um, and she's right in the middle of it, and it kind of makes it like a halo almost. She's lit up from the left in basic Rembrandt lighting, so one half of her face is lit up, but just the cheek on the other cheek is still there, yeah. so she's not super dark. Um, and of course, backlit from the two white uh, windows, but she's just symmetric. She, I like that the pillows are in the same spot to the left and right of her, but one's sort of fallen over. Those are colored pillows, and one's still standing up, so we have some symmetry, but it doesn't feel staged. And then we've got the the pillow that's fallen over is the side with the wine glass and the wine bottle. And again, she's basically static, right? This just could be a photograph except for the slight clenching mid-scene uh, and, uh, and the foot dodging, right? It's just this really static shot that just conveys simmering yeah but like not simmering but like simmering right so um just uh if i sounded distracted there a second ago mm. um i have the screenshot of uh andy's napkin 
and I've been comparing it to the close-up shot of the napkin in the oh. newspaper. It is genuinely funny to see how everything he has written down is just like a dumber version of hers. Oh, really? So instead oh, hold of on. Let, let's let's. So hers is tracking cyber risks and security. Oh, I actually top. don't have. Okay, so if you look at her top left, so obviously tracking um, cyber risks and security are the same, right? Yeah. But if you look at the first square underneath tracking, he's written down crypto manage, and she's written down crypto management. Yeah. The middle one, he's written down accessible. She's written down accessibility. Right. The next one over that is scalability, and he's written down scales. Right. And then underneath that, he's got develop, I think. Yeah, so she's got development. Um... He, he's just got develop, and then instead of, she says timestamp, yeah. and then he has timeline. Mm-hmm. And then she has i.c.o, and he's written down icon. Which I don't think means the same thing. It doesn't mean the same thing. Uh, then he's you got dark web, web efficacy. He's just written dark web. And then my favorite one is she's written down manpower, and he's written down people. That's really funny. Uh, it's just... <laughs> as bad yeah, as like we were laughing at the last world one. World access. Yeah. Did, diversification is diverse yeah oh this is hilarious oh i'm really happy you found that you you did this i wouldn't have quite caught that right away it's just so funny that everything is just almost got the basic idea of what she wrote but not the same uh so she's written down worldwide accessibility and he's written down world access yeah uh, oh, that's really, 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 really good. I'm really happy with this. He's he's also misspelled app. So she's written down free app and he's written down free AP. Right. And then he, she says code A delivery because it, <laughs> like, it matters. Yeah. And he's written code, code delivery. delivery. Yeah. <laughs> and then she has uh, machine learn. Machine learn is the... And, uh, then, and then crypto she's got crypto scalability. So it's all of the ones on the side that he's got completely wrong yeah we're not wrong just stuff that means basically the same thing but not quite the same yeah i mean and also of course hers has the glass onion logo in the bottom yeah and his does not that's really good i'm really happy you found that what a ah this is this i mean again i've said it before and i'll say it i'll probably say it again but it's the details that most people would say are superfluous but like you'd be surprised how much you brains pick up i just love that he wrote down people instead of manpower people instead of manpower is so good uh... <laughs> we're gonna need people <laughs> and timestamp versus timeline is also very good i mean we were, I chuckling... <laughs> we were chuckling about um what would timestamp even be mean in in this? Like, I still don't know what she meant, but she definitely didn't mean timeline. <laughs> exactly. Actually, let's acro finder. Uh, acronym finder. I-I-C-O. What do we got? Oh, in case of, or yeah. possibly information commissioner's office. That seems less love. Uh, it is also it is the file name extension of icons, but that would be dot ico, not i dot c. Not i dot c. Yeah. Care of National Cocoa Organization. 
I think it, there's a good chance that could be in case of dark web yeah. efficacy. Yeah. Which it, it makes it even case. more interesting. Like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And he's written down icon. <laughs> because he looked, he Googled Ico, right? Yeah. Um, business finance. Yeah, I think that must be in, in case of initial cost of ownership. It also could be. But anyway, that's enough acronym faffing about. I'm really glad <laughs> you caught that. Um, that that tickles me a lot. Um, so yeah, so so we, let's go back to the robbers shot because um, we have to. That's how the shot works. Uh, yeah, it's um, a brilliant brilliant uh, painting. So it's it looks like it's hand drawn by a kid almost. Yeah, of, like a stripy white and black snake eating its own tail. Um, is overlaid with the um, the line bald face lie um, bold face fabrication right bald face fabrication it's and a then bold yeah. face fabrication which is such a good thing like that that turn of phrase is very Benoit but also like having it underlie this shot where she's simmering and her foot ceiling moving is just well thought out because then we cut back to Helen who says a damn lie and has this kind of sad more sullen look in her face up to now she's been like a bit more bright-eyed not excited excited to be talking about it but not excited happy right and yeah. now she's just a bit more student she says and it worked um and yeah, we get a- this love and th- and then we cut to um so and it worked we get i haven't really talked we haven't talked much about the scoring but it's just like and then we hear like a solid bell chime like like a like a big church bell not like a bell chime Mm. right and then and that that's the moment at 20 seconds right where andy like mid leap forward is throwing the tablet that she's reading the presumably the napkin news on yeah um and then uh, and and like as she's sitting standing up is where we cut to a wider shot from kind of in front of the coffee table, mm-hmm. just so we can see her lift it by one side and turn it over. So we get this lovely shot of the whole couch and her legs and her head's not even in frame. Um, and just as such a smart decision to have it up and down, like down and shooting up because it makes that big long table sort of go from regular to perpendicular to out of frame just so uh ex- more extravagant and so much bigger by taking that angle and then we cut to her th- smashing her bookshelves uh and we have this really high orchestral score because like, when she's throwing things and then again this is like five seconds right like the the economy of time versus what's portrayed in this film is just remarkable right we hear that we have this done and then it softens to light light like maybe strings and some other things but as as she's like put her head in her hand and she's walking sort of in a circle in the room like a tight circle when she realizes she's just fucked up her house for no reason right she's overwhelmed the rage is over she's just like she's upset but now she's looking down at what she's broken right and again this is all like it's helped so much by the score that change in her mood she's acting up a storm right and then literally the calm after the storm but like 
it's still the the scoring is just underlying that and really accentuating that. And then similarly, we, we this is, like it's to the point where there's things still rattling and rolling. It almost looks like an urn fallen off the shelf. The lighting in this cut into the broken shelf and these things, this metal tin lid rattling and everything broken and this book that we recognize from the bar and like this Ikea shelf, just the plane of it being lit up. And because it's like a pine color, it actually is like a nice highlight. Yeah. And then, and then we just lose the score and then it picks up just a bit. Like we just fades down and then fades up with like an inquisitive set of strings. And then, um, she, she reaches down to the inventor's dilemma, which this is so good. And she just reaches it. She doesn't even open it. She just grabs the napkin because it's been like it's it's been pushed out enough. She can just lift it, like not even grab the book, just grab the napkin itself. And then again, the score does this little fluty trill, like oh, what's this? And then we get the usual sort of bips and bops of like the what I call like mystery show. We're on the hunt for clues, sort of. <laughs> You know that levity and bounciness. We've got, we find it. Yeah, <laughs> or, or or we're on the hunt. It's almost like we're still on the hunt, even though the clue is found. I just like, it's such a neat, like I really like how it's hard, easy to miss the score in this film, but it does a lot of work in these moments. Um, yeah, I, it, 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 as you said, it doesn't oversay its welcome. It doesn't hammer stuff home, but it really gives you the impression, like the fact that she it swells as she's throwing over a bookcase like Mm -hmm. it's a bookcase this isn't the battle in gladiator right it is a bookcase she's knocking over because she's angry and then when it disappears to the point where it's going and you can hear that clink 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 of the the head of the jar lying on the ground or the it's not a jar it's a metal well metal jar the container whatever and it's going ding 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 and then it faints out into oh She's found it. And then you get that little swell of as she starts to write the email. Um, The reason I was sounded a little bit distracted there, I was looking at the names on the email. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, So we have uh, birdie at sweetchic.com, duke at apexocity.com, Claire DeBella 2020, Meaning that she changed her email address in 2020 at some stage. Yeah, at or CT Governor. Or at CT Governor, where she was thinking. And then the, I was looking up uh, what Lionel's second name. So it's Toussaint at yeah. uh, 500 Alpha HQ. So he's using the same base So he's as, part of the, co- well, yeah, part of the company. Kind of, yeah, because he works for um, the for company, miles, right? Yeah, in yeah, development. Yeah, I just think um, it's funny that uh, we got Apexocity and Sweet Cheek. Oh yeah, that's really good. I'm glad you caught that. Um, yeah, um, and so the subject line. So let's talk about the email, right? So the subject line's find found it, and then she just um, I finally found it. It's right here. It's um, right here, and I'm going to use it to burn this his whole empire down. I'm giving you all one last chance to make things right. You know where to find me. And then we don't see her signing off, right? Um, and then, but we do see her put the um, the free app with two P's napkin in a <laughs> red envelope, uh, and um, and uh, then we see uh, sh- we see that she's now signed it, like I signed my emails dash A, and insert a picture of love, 
Andy XO and she's holding the envelope in front of her. She's like, I have I have the evidence it's in this envelope. And uh, I like the fact that she didn't even bother picking up the bookcase. It's still knocked over behind her. Oh, yeah, she's that's a really nice touch, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I actually hadn't clocked just at one extreme um, angle, the like top angle she's taking that shot of. But yeah, she's almost like daring them to figure out where she found it. Yeah. Man, it's such a nice little touch. Love, Andy, XL. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that whole, like I said, that scene's so much fun. It um, also it also really hammers home the point that you were making the last day, uh, the last episode, um, yesterday. Uh, in the court case, it's not so much about the business that she's worried about. It's the fact that people are lying to her. And she sends this email out to them. Hey, I'm going to give you a chance to admit that you were lying. Like, that's effectively what she's saying. You get a chance to come clean about this rather than realistically she shouldn't have contacted them at all she should have gone straight to her lawyers and said hey i just found this smoking gun yeah right i'm i'm up here in the uh book depository and I, i'm watching him yeah. unload the weapon like it's right here come and get me like and um instead because it's all about the friendship it's all about the betrayal that she feels she sends him an email and that's her first big mistake well, yep. after signing a contract that allowed them to take the money off her. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it tells you a lot. It, it confirms what we were sus- uh, suspicious of, of what matters to her. Um, and you kind of get that because the whole, the whole dispute is, is she's like, the, again, it's her sense. She has an innate sense of right or wrong uh, and danger um, that Miles doesn't, right? Because their argument was... It wasn't, this is a bad investment, it might not work, or it might be dangerous, and that might put us on the hook. That's the worry that Claire and Lionel have clearly had, because they've gone along with it, but they're worried, because it might bite them in the ass, right? Yeah, they're worried about Otherwise, they would have fought money. a lot harder uh, to stop the work on clear. Um, instead, it's, uh, what was, I, let me stop, check my notes. Uh, um, I, I won't let you, where is this? Uh, I'll walk and I'll take. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, I won't let you do, do this, right? I won't yeah. let the company money. I can't. I can't find my notes, but it's she basically one of these past minutes. I work. walk and take my half of the company with me. Uh, to stop you from using it for this. That's yeah. the line. Yeah, thank you. It's the to stop you from using it for this. It's the this is dangerous. Uh, it could blow up the world, literally miles, right? Yeah. Like I'd rather take half the company away. Essentially, I think what she's saying is like. And if we don't get along, like, I'm happy if this company burns too, rather than this dangerous thing being on its watch. It's He's wasting money on something which could destroy the planet and has no real bearings in science and there's not enough evidence to say that it will work. But he, as we mentioned in that first episode or second episode, is he is intent on making something as opposed to just money. Like he wants to be seen and be remembered. Will people remember him just as being a rich billionaire guy, or will people remember him as the guy who brought forward hydrogen fuel? And that's what yeah. he wants. It's, yeah, exactly. It seems like um, it's a subtle nod 
to a certain former uh, president of the United States of America who said that he was going to bring uh, production back to the United States, but never clearly stated what that production would be. And it was like, oh, we're going to be producing stuff. And Miles wants to be producing stuff because that's how you're remembered. You're remembered as the guy who made something. You're never remembered as the guy who just had money. And I think yeah. that's his driving force. But again, ridiculous. This sense of, oh, we didn't actually talk about um, in depth Andy's, um, we just said she like explained it, but it's like this, it, you know, it's a sense of immortality or like longstandingness. That's what he yeah. meant by blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's a very charitable way of saying the man is super ego driven. Um, but like, it, yeah, it's this, I, what I like about it, and you have mentioned this before, that like some of her exasperated parent-child dynamic that seemed to be coming through would be like, yeah, in the 15 years, she's let him get away with a lot of things. Like, they have enough money, you can play around with these things, but this thing is dangerous. Yeah. This is where I draw the line. That, this, this, that moment and this minute really puts a hat on. Like, it's very, that's the thing that was the problem. It wasn't the investment side. And it wasn't the name of the company being dragged through the dirt if something goes wrong. It's like, a, I'm happy for you to do your thing so long as our thing still goes. But this is dangerous, and it it could it could destroy the world and hurt people. That's my line. No. Yeah. So it basically, for the first time in fifteen years of them working together and running this company, she drew a line, and then he threw a massive fit, and took her to court and stole the company from her because for the yeah. first time he was told no, and that he didn't like being told no. Like that's that's what's happening here, and it, again, it's a real your toddler throwing a tantrum but he's also getting all the other kids in the daycare to yeah to back him up yeah so again just going back to the score because again there's way fewer words in this and so like we didn't talk about it before but like it minutes like this really let you appreciate the score but we have that like some bell chimes etc and again we have a cut to like right at the end of the minute, right? So like she sent the email, she's attached a picture, hit sent. Oh, first of all, big swell done. And mm. to, to to have a like close up shot sidelong on a Mac keyboard so you can see her finger jam the enter button. Because yeah. that's how we all send emails. Like, that's how I send them when I'm angry by hitting enter and not using the mouse. Yeah. Which is what I usually do. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're angry, you're just like Mm. So it's like, <laughs> click. Uh, yeah, so I just love that. It, it's so silly. Um, one of my, actually, one of my first comedy bits was making fun of the fact that, like, the way we, um, the way we pantomime typing yeah. is always exaggerated. It's like these <laughs> claws true. jamming on a xylophone or something, right? And same with cycling. People tend to move their arms. Yeah, I'm cycling. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was riding my bike the other day, and it's like, well, no, like, and I think it's supposed to be steering, but it just looks like you're like punching. The pedals yeah. are on the top, right? Yeah, you're just like, uh, yeah, they're just, but they're universal. Like, you ask someone to pantomime riding a bike, and they're gonna be doing this these big movements, and if you say type, it's gonna be some form of claws on tabletop. When, uh, like, if you think about actually typing, especially fast, even furious, fast and furious typing, it's so boring <laughs> to watch. I get why we don't do it that way. Uh, re- uh, listeners, try it out. 
just push your keyboard, if you're in front of a computer, or if you're not, but if you're in front of one, push your keyboard away and try and angrily type as if the keyboard is in front of you. And then watch it. It's boring. I get it. I get why we do it. I just think it's funny. And so this is a great example of, like, cinematic flourish. Like, you would only do that if someone was watching you. You'd be like, I'm sending the email right now. Like, you're having an argument. Like, if you if you, if you don't take it back. I'm, I'm going to hit enter. And once I hit it. enter, it's Look, sent. Look, I the whole thing. And there it goes. Yeah. Oh, the, sorry. The, I think the, more, that... the more I think about it, the only time enter ever gets used as a send function is if you're in the middle of a chat. Like, say you're in, you're using Facebook Messenger on the laptop yeah. and you hit return uh, and it will automatically send a message, which is the single most annoying thing in the world because sometimes I just want to go on to another line. Yeah. I don't want to send a message. Works. Like, that's what, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, oh, don't do this yeah, to me. Again, this like lingering pong and we cut to, now we're on the other side of Benoit and, um, uh, Helen on the bench. He still got his arm up on the bench, but now you see so much light is hitting them. He, because he's ha- sort of half tilted towards her. He's now this broad, white, lit up thing. But he's his face is still not even Rembrandt. It's to- like it's it, all the lights hitting the one side of his face, and the rest is in shadows. We see her in profile. Uh, we see most of her face, uh, and presumably, if the camera tilt like swiveled, we'd see the rest of her face. She's facing the light. And he does the hand movement. Every one of the disruptors perjured themselves. Perjured themselves to destroy. And we end the, the scene. But what I really like about it is he's doing this hand motion, but he is staring like he is thinking. He is. Mm-hmm. There's a point. He's he's focused on something, and so his eyes are fixated on a point. So he's like opened his body to her. He's hand motioning, but he is. If you watch his eye line, he is looking at like three feet in front of them yeah and he's um, what he's because in his head what's going down it's going motive 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 like right yeah exactly right and so he's fixated on that he's calm he's like his hand movements are a bit more what i like is he's it's like every one of the disruptors perjure themselves too and he's yeah. got this staccato he, hand movement yeah and 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 that, that's it exactly it's staccato it's it's not, before he was doing these soft motions and gesturing to the thing as you pointed out we are thinking about this you know uh this napkin it's here we're both on page that napkin there and he's these there's these softer but pointed things and this is like his fist is half closed but not quite because he's not this really feels like benoit's focus and be like oh shit it could have been any one of them very clearly but like i can't i have to keep my fist kind of open i have to use a soft voice because i'm in the middle of this conversation but i am my mind is racing right now so the hand motions become much more artificial or like robotic he's not he's can't he's not in control of them as much Mm -hmm. so he's not doing the thing that you were saying uh often softens people yeah he's not guiding he's hammering home yeah exactly and and he's and he's not even looking at her like none of the things he was doing that we talked about last minute that like felt really natural and inviting and bringing information out of her. Information's done now. He's like, okay, I I already need to do my next step. Um, but I like I said, I really like whatever spot they told him to look at or he chose to look at. It gives so much like his eyes. You don't see whites on the far side of his eyes because they're so pushed pushed to the side. He's he's kind of three quarters. His face isn't even looking aimed at her. It's kind of just past her, but his eyes are way in front of that. And so you have 
white and then uh, colored and then nothing because he's just so screamed. Even though his face is almost fully square with the camera, we still don't see both sets of whites because he's looking. His eyes are tilted that much. It's like a yeah. It's impossible not to read that as not intense, right? Yeah, he he is very. I said it's like this is opening up the entire case for him. Is now this is a reason why these people would be out to get her. She is, as they are going to see it, she's attacking them. So now it's a reason for them to come after her. Mm-hmm. Having faith, like this intertwined faith in each other, so that this one moment can be done tight in, um, acted well given what the shot's going to look like and like you know, that is some coordination that's either natural or really well talked out probably some mix of both and like just the vibes they'll give but it's just like that again just knowing the angle and how far off he's looking and how intense he's looking it could just be yep he picked a spot that is extremely to the right um his left or it could be you know all kinds of things and i really enjoy how it doesn't really matter what it matters is like this that intensity is just portrayed so well because of the intertwining of all three, regardless of if it was vibes or, you know, explicitly directed. Directed, yeah. Um, just it doesn't a, feel explicitly directed. That's why it works. Just a little thing that I, I, I think you might enjoy because you, you like uh, photography and talk about setups mm. and stuff. If you go to 31 seconds, um, you should be seeing what I'm seeing right now, which is the knocked over book and the innovator's dilemma. And she can just about see the, I've got it up full screen so I can see the napkin peeking out. Mm. Can you name any other book that she was reading or had on her bookshelf? That she had on her bookshelf? Yeah. Uh, they're all face down. Cause we, all... why would we, yeah, we, yeah. Why would we want anything distracting? That's the thing. I, I just, yeah. I love that. I love little things like that, which are just part of the movie making is we don't want anybody to be going, what else was she reading? Ooh, is that a copy of David Gemmell's King Beyond the Gate in the background? No, it's just nice that all of those books managed to fall down and open up or fall face down yeah. in a way that we can't see anything. And I think it's What awesome. I really like is that there's two open books to make it feel less calculatedly everything is is on their back. Or on whatever. their back, yeah. Um, and one of them is just somehow it opened and then like a broken wood box or whatever is like landed right in the middle of it to peg it down. And it almost looks like the innovator's dilemma is on the open, the other open book. Yeah. Just it's corner edge to keep it splayed open. And you're like, that's definitely how books fall. Um, <laughs> I will say that there's a John Milton book. Yeah, I can see Milton there. That's all I've got though. We could probably read the back with the right HD copy. Read the back of the one book that the. the oh, the you would need it. a but like, series. She, like that would be the 4K yeah. super duper cut there. Um, but yeah, that's a really good point. I'm glad you pointed that out. I was too busy thinking about how the pine wood was so light. And the light, like, if you think about where her windows are, it doesn't make sense. Because, like, the main light source is on the bottom. It's clearly along the floor. Yeah. Um, to hit the books the way it is, but also it's now, it also reflects off of this pain. Uh, this, this it's basically, they're using like, uh, the pine side of the bookshelf as, as a reflector to bring that light back down. We know there's light source that way. That's enough for our brains to be happy. And because of that, you get the, um, inventor's dilemma getting just the right amount of light. Uh, and because of that, the pages being less yellowed than the, napkin make and the napkin 
the light coming down on it means there's a slight shadow under the napkin. So those two things give you contrast so that if you were in the theater especially, you would see the napkin in all of this rubble because you'd you'd recognize the inventor's dilemma. The only the, Your eyes are drawn to the only thing you can read and then you're like, oh, it, it's the same... Or sorry, not inventors, innovators. Innovators, yeah. Um Right. It's also bright yellow text on a dark background, huge contrast. You grab it and then it's, as you're reading it, right, because it's in between the two lines, right? So if you're reading the title, you're going to innovators, napkin, dilemma, right? That's how you would read the book. Yeah. Because the napkin's got just enough contrast and we know it's a thing because it, it was the last couple of minutes we're like, the napkin. And so, yeah, it's just such a, so meticulously planned, like even where it's poking out is making sure that you will see it. I think it's really good. And it's 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 nice and it's dead center of the image. I was just looking yeah. up um, John Milton. Uh, obviously, mm. he wrote Paradise Lost, right? Yeah. Uh, so I was there trying to figure out what edition of Paradise Lost is. So I just spent the last five minutes looking up oh. every published edition of uh, Paradise Lost to see if I can find out which one it is. And I think I might have actually found the one that it is. Because <laughs> there's really only funny. one that is uh, that has John Milton uh, down like, in that location um, so if anybody's looking for it it's the Orbit version of Paradise Lost by John Milton I'm just thinking there's four individual um, bookshelves in the house here so um, mm. bookcases and all of them at some point have something really expensive on them or really yep. awkward so they either have a knickknack that really means something to me or that I spent a lot of money on in the case of the one upstairs in the bedroom has a bunch of uh, puzzles on them, like um, jigsaw puzzles. Mm -hmm. And I would not want to have to clean that up. Like I'd be so mad at myself if I was to pull over one of those. I mean, I think that's what she's like, that's what that like the swelling bit, right? Right after she's dumped it, she just like immediately regrets it. Yeah, it's like, oh, and then it's probably why she's looking down. Yeah, she's looking down at the aftermath of her rage only to find her salvation. The other thing as well is... Um, her house seemed pretty nice, but now when I'm looking in this static shot I am, that, those are some dirty looking uh, skirting boards boards around the base mm. of the walls. Maybe she's not doing as well as I thought she was. That's some chipboard on the old uh, bookcases <laughs> too. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are those are IKEA shelves that have been um, screwed together at the top. Yeah, maybe she has two bookshelves yeah. that have fallen, right? Yeah. Maybe she's not doing as well as I thought she was. I know she's got a spear behind her above the um, Ouroboros painting. Oh, really? I think if I missed we, that. If we can cut back just a... It's about two or three seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is strange. I lo the, um, the painting directly behind her in the shot I'm looking at is the one beside the, the, the um, dice um, lamp. Mm. Is... Uh, I, I, I bet you, like, I imagine that's one of those things where the longer you look at it, and I'm not saying you have to unfocus your eyes, I just mean it will have a lot of detail when you're up close, but when you're far away, it just looks like an amorphous blob. Yeah, I was going to say, well, what are you picking up from this? And you're picking up that there's not a lot you can pick up from this. Yeah. It's all good, though. I, I like her art. Yeah, it's it's actually a nice touch because uh, I did... Um, uh, one of my previous minutes... Uh, was the um, when they were all sort of having dinner and the like plan for the day was uh, or the weekend and the murder mystery like uh, right before that was said and so it, it was the first time we really got to see some of the paintings behind the dining table and stuff and we talked yeah. at length about how 
so much of Miles's art is like random and there's no good theme behind it. And there's this picture where ostensibly looks like uh, someone painted him as like an Adonis uh, and all this <laughs> other stuff. Like his art is so like bad. And, and like even the architectural things that are in the Glass Onion building on that main floor, they don't drive well to get to, with each other. So here she's got like, it's a bit eclectic, but it all fits, seems to fit. Like this is a house someone lives in. Lives in, yeah. Insane rich guy who said hey i want you to get some art for me i will say that a lot of the paintings in it of miles's are um like parodies are parodies of uh well-known paintings yeah with weird um with with miles added to them <laughs> yeah or or other such things yeah just yeah. a way to hammer home his like vanity no i said that was the last thing that that really jumped out at me was i i like when you can kind of see the little strings in production and things like that. It's like, oh, you can't really see that. And it just goes to show how much effort that they're putting into it. Um, again, I really like the changing in light sources um, for the scenes of them on the bench because we see them from two different angles. But yeah. when you actually look at them all in one go, they seem consistent. So it does all seem like the light is coming from the set of to her right and to his left there's a set of um, street lamps and yes. depending on where you would happen to position yourself. So I, I, I really like it when uh, directors of photography and um, DPs go out of their way to make it look like everything is natural. So yeah. yeah, it's great. And so like, like I said, this is the same with this, this, this now one of my favorite shots of this minute, the bookshelf fallen over and the, and, and what I like about um, that shot, especially is that the tin is still rattling. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a sense of that she snapped through the table, dropped the bookshelf, and then like what? And then next time we see her, she's kind of like, oh, and that could have been five minutes, an hour. You don't know how much she's been. Yeah. And it's act. It's like no. As soon as she did it, she calmed down. She is not like she doesn't rage out. And if she does, it gets clamped down really quickly. Yeah. All that communicated with a rattling tin. And but the thing like, that's making the noise mm. is what would draw her eye, and then it's right beside the thing which yeah. is drawing our all our eyes to it and like in that shot it clearly doesn't happen even though there's no the light would have to be on the floor it would have to be a totally different type of window blah 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 because i just have done enough angles in that room etc and like it's planned so well that we just accept it right where we things are highlighted by by diffuse light makes sense cool move on right yeah it's excellent i also like that um there's light coming in through the windows she's drinking wine this lamp switched on so it's you're you're not really sure what time of the day it is because she's Mm. in pajamas so you're kind of like she must be like somebody wearing pajamas when it's still bright outside is a a sign of uh impending breakdown like that's it's like shorthand for why why is this person wearing their pajamas and there's still light coming through the windows and they've still got they've turned on every light in the house and it's a real sign of this person is currently going through something major and yeah, so yeah. it all works together. It's lovely. Well, I think that uh, does us for this Thursday episode. Um, thanks again, Ollie. Do you have any plugs you want to share today? Yeah, um, judging book covers, where I'm a permanent guest host, 
um, which is an online uh, book club where we just pick a book, we read it, and then we discuss it at the end of the month. And then people who want to agree or disagree are allowed to respond to us. They can send us messages as like a Facebook group they can join. So for example, if you really liked the Paul Bearers Club by Paul Tremblay and we didn't, feel free to tell us why we're wrong. We're not, you're wrong, but you can feel free to tell us. Um, also, uh, I do a lot of guest host spots on uh, Sarah If Decker's project or podcast medieval she's a medieval historian who watches medieval set movies and books and stuff and then critiques them on how much they get stuff right and stuff wrong and i like people getting stabbed so i watch them with her and uh then i might as well try another sci-fi thing um quantum leap is one of the greatest tv shows ever made so you should all watch quantum leap i uh i effing love that show and definitely orchestrated a missing going to mosque so i could watch the original <laughs> broadcast of the finale interesting well great uh so you can reach us on twitter at glass onion men and yeah please rate review subscribe on your podcast catcher of choice um if you could go to your favorite sci-fi series's reddit subreddit uh <laughs> and tell those people about this show and say episode 84 they used to talk about sci-fi stuff <laughs> near the end when they should be wrapping up so yeah that's us for today um i've been adil i've been ollie we'll see you tomorrow for friday tomorrow friday for our final episode which will be short i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> uh bye bye <laughs>